This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Community Matters, Inc. With nearly 20 years in the chamber industry and over 100 media awards presented to their chamber partners, Community Matters provides the R&R that every chamber needs, revenue and recognition. When it comes to publishing a chamber map, directory, or community guide, Community Matters has a trusted experience to help your chamber accomplish your goals. With different advertising sales models and publication styles, Community Matters will help you create a non-dues revenue machine. Let's hear from Becky Womble, President and CEO of the Bastrop Chamber, to hear about her experience using Community Matters. I've been using Community Matters for probably six or seven years now. And um, in a previous life, I sold commercial printing. So I can highly recommend Community Matters because it's a complete turnkey job for any busy chamber exec. Um, Basically, you give them a membership list. And from there, they contact your members and it's no high pressure sales or anything. And it really is a complete turnkey job from start to finish. And it's a wonderful, beautiful printed product whenever you're finished. And I just, I'm very sold on Community Matters. And with a printing background, I just, big endorsement for me. To learn how Community Matters can support your chamber with your next publication, please visit communitymattersinc.com slash podcast to request your free media kit and request a proposal to find out what kind of non-dues revenue you can generate. Our guest for this episode is Nick Kiefer. Nick joined the Goshen Chamber in 2007 as Vice President for Business Development. Nick became the President and CEO of the Goshen Chamber in July 2017. He graduated the U.S. Chamber's IOM program in 2011. Nick joined the Board of Regents for the Winter Institute site for the IOM program in 2012. In 2013, he received the designation from the Indiana Chamber Executive Association as certified professional in the chamber industry. In October 2019, Nick was named to the National Board of Trustees for the U.S. Chamber Foundation's Institute for Organization Management. Nick is a past board president for the Indiana Chamber Executive Association. In 2022, he received his his accredited executive distinction from the Indiana Chamber Executive Association. Prior to working at the Goshen Chamber, Nick ran a construction company with his father in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He received his bachelor's degree in business from Indiana University and a master's degree in communications from Purdue University. When he's not working, he enjoys spending time with his his wife, Molly, and son, Maxwell, and daughter, Caroline, and and, uh, they enjoy spending time outside and stay active, uh, chasing their kids around the family farm. Um, But Nick, I'm excited to have you with us today on the podcast. I'd love for you to take a moment to say hello to all the chamber champions who are out there listening and Share something interesting about yourself so we can get to know you oh, a little better. Goodness. Uh, Brandon, thank you for having me. I think what you do for the chamber industry is, is great. Uh, anytime we can hear from, from other people and, and you being that source, I uh, just greatly appreciate what you do. Uh, something interesting about me. My goodness. Um, 
I have two food trucks uh, oh. that I do uh, on the side. So uh, with our family farm, uh, we, we have a couple food trucks we do around. So when I'm not at chamber work, I'm doing some food truck uh, work. All right. So tell me more. What, what type of food are you serving out <laughs> yeah. of these trucks? So, so we uh, we make uh, apple cider mini donuts. So my, my wife's family has a, an apple orchard here in, in Goshen. And uh, so we have uh, what we call the cider shack. So we do cups of cider and uh, mini donuts. Uh, nice. And then uh, our new uh, latest food truck will be a sweet corn roaster. So we'll be roasting sweet corn uh, with some different toppings and stuff like that. So it uh, keeps me busy. My wife doesn't like me uh, sitting sitting around home. Nice. <laughs> no, that sounds fun. I, the, uh, the the cider donuts sound good. The, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're I only eat one every time I work. I check the first one for quality. Then I stay away from them, but uh, you have to, right? I mean, you, yep. yeah, like any good dealer knows you don't use the product, right? right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, no, that's great. Well, it, tell us a little bit about the, the Goshen Chamber. Just give us an idea of, you know, size of the chamber, staff, budget, scope of work, just to kind of set the table for our discussion. Sure. Goshen is the uh, county seat of uh, Elkhart County. We are the RV capital of the world. Uh, so any any RV you see going down the street, there's a good chance it was made in, in my neck of the woods. Um, the Goshen Chamber, uh, been around since 1954. Uh, we represent 448 businesses and about 20,000 employees in the Goshen area. Uh, goodness, I have a staff of, of, I say two and a half. He's really a full-time third person, but we, uh, uh, two full-time staff and a part-time staff here at the Chamber. Uh, and we're on a budget about uh, 400000 uh, a year. Uh, been pretty consistent uh, in that realm for, for the last couple of years. Good deal. So I like getting that perspective. So as we go into the, whatever topic we're, we're covering on, on an individual podcast episode, it really helps uh, listeners be able to see how to scale, you know, yeah. to, compared to their chamber and yeah, if, if if Nick and the Goshen Chamber are able to do these things with three staff or two and a half staff, I read, yeah. and a, a budget of four hundred thousand, um, see what you can do as your chamber, whether it's bigger or smaller, and just you know scale it, scale it to your yeah. size. Yeah. But um, so I appreciate you sharing that. And as we get into our topic for our conversation today, we'll focus the majority of our conversation around empowering volunteers. And uh, I know chambers across the country utilize their volunteers a little differently and uh, have different types of relationships with them. So I'm excited to dive into this conversation with you as soon as I get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a Small Business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. 
please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Are you looking for a way to promote your business community? Look no further than Pippily. With Pippily, you can get all the tools you need to connect with your members, promote your businesses, and grow your community. Pippily offers a wide range of features, including a state-of-the-art community website, a community clicker mobile app for businesses, members, and the community, a marketplace where businesses can present professional services and even sell their products, a powerful event management and community calendar system, a comprehensive commerce community management system, and a complete membership services department, all included. And best of all, Pipley is only $1 per member per month after a small initial setup. That's a fraction of the cost of other management platforms. So, what are you waiting for? Sign up for Pipley today and start growing your business community. Book a time to learn more at pippily.com. That's P-I-P-P-I-L-Y dot com to book a time to meet and learn more. We'll show you how Pippily can help you promote your business community and grow your subscriptions. The holidays are closer than you think, and now is the time to get ready. Hi, I'm Raquel from Yifty. Yifty offers custom branded gift cards that can only be redeemed at your local businesses. And in December, we see six months of card sales in just one month. This means that by launching your community card, you'll help generate thousands of dollars for your local businesses this holiday season. Yifty's community card program is free for you and your participating businesses. Join over 500 chambers, main streets, cities, and downtown associations that are using community cards to keep local dollars local. Email sales at yifty.com to learn more. That's sales at yifte.com. All right, Nick, we're back. So as I mentioned before the break, we'll focus our conversation today around what we can do to empower volunteers. And I know Volunteers are key to the success of pretty much any chamber. We need those people that understand the, the vision and the mission of the chamber and who are on board and are really great community champions. So there in Goshen, uh, how do you guys go about working with your volunteers? And uh, I guess we'll, we'll start there, just in what aspects are you utilizing the volunteers? Sure. So, you know, like I mentioned, a staff of, of three um, we, we couldn't do what we do without help, right? That's, that's the most important part. So, um, you know, relying on our board and our uh, ambassador group to, to really be the extra eyes and ears out in the community to really help us uh, with what we do uh, is, is imperative to, to how we operate. So, um, you know, we, we can utilize our ambassador group for, you know, re- retention, for membership growth, for, um, kind of that first year um, handholding with a member of, you know, really engaging them and, and bringing them into the, the chamber. So a lot of different ways uh, there to, to try to, to do that. But you hit the nail on the head with cultivating that volunteer um, aspect and, and, and how we do that. It's just, it's so important to, I think, for any chamber, no matter the size, to really have a, a group or a core group that you can rely on. Absolutely. Um, that reliability is key. So volunteers, uh, they could take the, the attitude of, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not taking this serious, right? So getting those right people, we often talk about getting the right people on the bus in the right seats and 
And uh, it, it's it's true with volunteers too. So to be able yeah, to, takes, to make sure they're it good takes people. Time. Yeah, yeah, it takes time to, to do that. You really have to, you know, it's not something where, hey, next month I'm going to have, you know, a group of 20 people that I can go out and do this. This is something where you have to constantly work on it, work on the relationships, get to know people, find out who's, you know, kind of invested in, in what they want from the chamber, right? So it's that give and take of what we have to offer, what we can help them with, and then how how can you use that in a volunteer capacity? That's right. Uh, you know, it's often said you get out of the chamber, what you put into it. And, you know, that there's a level of truth to that, um, especially if you get involved with the committee or volunteering or, or different things like that. But um, what are what are some ways that you guys go about in, you know, empowering your volunteers? So giving them some control and, and some sure. uh, some say it's in, a in scary their thing, right? You know, right. You're, you're, right. you're trying to lead the organization and, and, and grow it. But, but at the same time, you have to be okay with the fact that there's a group that's doing some work that you're not, you know, you might not be able to make it. So I can't make every committee or group meeting uh, that we have. It's just not possible. And so um, finding, like you said, again, the, the key point, finding those right people that you can say, Hey, I need notes, you know where the chamber stands on these things, or you know kind of what to expect from the chamber as far as how we operate. And so our meetings should go this way. Um, we try to get staff or myself at, at, at different ones, but uh, sometimes it just doesn't happen. Our uh, young professional group is probably my best example of I'm not there all the time. Uh, and they really have um, kind of taken on that leadership role uh, and, and from a volunteer side that has really helped grow our, our YP group. And that's great. So maybe just uh, pulling the thread a little bit on the young professional group. What is it about that with that's really helped drive the, the leadership and, and that, that group forward as far as the volunteer base goes? I think again, it gets back to that. You you have to you know give them give them room to to feel that it's their um, their meeting, their their group, their identity. So you know they they form their kind of executive committee uh, for the group, and um, you know I kind of gave an overall. Hey, here's what the chamber kind of wants or expects, and um, how do you how do you get there? And then just kind of taking a step back and let them work through the process. And I was in the room on those early meetings and, and would, you know, chime in when I'd be like, okay, maybe not this way. We need to kind of shift over here, uh, but not not to be too micromanaging of, of what they wanted out of the group. So they really bought into uh, the overall idea of what we were doing because they were the ones driving it. And so it just kind of stemmed from there. Um, you know, they, they nicknamed me, uh, they called me the DC, the dream crusher. So every time they come with an idea that is out of my budget, I, I say no, uh, or, or, Hey, well, let's figure out a different way. We might be able to do it. But, um, you know, so, so just allowing that process, allowing them to really take the reins and feel like, Hey, I, you know, Nick's not sitting over top of us, you know, telling us what to do. It's really our, our group. That's that they kind of have elevated that, uh, program and 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 really taking it on, so they like it when when the dream crusher is not there, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, so I mean, joking aside, I I see you know a, a good feeling that comes out of it when you can see the different committees, different organizations are able to continue on 
even if you or a staff member is not there to help guide or or even micromanage right. the the whole outcome but yeah. being able to see that they have a, a good trajectory and moving in the right direction even without that you know staff involvement on every step of the way yeah and, and again it gets to you know kind of recruiting those volunteers that understand chamber the kind of the chamber talk and and what we're here for and and how we can you know really make an impact or a difference uh, in, in what's going on. And so you, you, you cultivate them and then they, you put them in, in positions to succeed. And then it's, it just kind of perpetuates through, through a program. So I'm always curious to hear how people go about recruiting volunteer, whether it's a volunteer for a, a different, you know, organization, a different committee or a board member. Um, how do you see, you know, the process of going about recruiting volunteers yeah it's uh it's listening right there 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 are so many conversations we have in chamber work where um somebody will slip it in or talk about you know i'm looking for an opportunity or or i need a connection to or i'm looking to connect with and and so when you hear those those things you know somebody's wanting to put themselves out there and and really um get involved and so when you uh, when I hear that, right, and they, then it's like, okay, then you got to gauge how much, and in in their uh, their own personal traits, right? So you kind of have to do a little, you know, uh, reading on there how in how much they want to be out in front of something, or or if they just want to be kind of behind the scenes. Um, but it's really listening to to you know at at our after hours or at our some of our programs. Um, as you get introduced to more uh, of the membership and 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 who they bring from their co organizations um, to kind of see, okay, hey, we could play somebody here or or would this interest you? We have this program. You, you said you wanted you know more information on this in the community. I have a great program over here, and then you kind of start building it from from there. So it's just throughout the year, staff, uh, my staff and I, you know, we kind of keep a little list of, hey, you know, have you talked to to Joe Smith or to, to, to Jane or whoever it may be, um, and then just kind of work them in. So it's an ongoing uh, process for us. Yeah. And I've seen it's often a good idea to have those people that are engaged in the community to uh, hopefully be in stepping up as, as volunteers and being engaged on a different level with the chamber. Right. And if you're, you know, for us, we run our own leadership academy. And so, you know, we try to cultivate leadership and 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 employees from organizations that want to be uh, connected to. So that's a great pipeline for us. Our ambassador group, again, is a great pipeline for us. Um, you know, so look around your community. There's different pockets and there's different nonprofits that you can be like, oh, hey, you know, they're super involved in this. This might be a really good fit for them over here. And then you, you kind of start uh, connecting the dots with with volunteers. Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. I, you know, <laughs> I always joke about you don't you you want busy people. Um, busy people know how to get things done, right? Yep. Um, you don't want the person who's sitting at home looking for something to do oh, necessarily it, to be that involved. is I mean, from from my 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 perspective, that is probably one of the most things for for volunteerism at all. Don't waste their time, right? Yeah. Like they 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 have a lot of things to do they're not like, they're not my employees, right? It's not their full-time job to help the chamber out. So if, if you don't have enough for a, a, a meeting, cancel it, give them their time back because they will work harder for you knowing that, Hey, 
then they're not going to waste our time. I mean, even even on a board level, right? If you if you're if your uh, agenda for your board meeting isn't jam packed or you don't have a whole lot of things, and you could afford to say, hey, you know what, this month we're okay, and your your exec team's okay with it, man, give those volunteers that time back, and it just it makes a difference as you you're building your your relationship with your volunteers, right. And, and I think if there's ways of communicating that too, where it, it still keeps the, the weight of the importance of it Correct. without, you know, taking off that pressure of, eh, we're not doing this, but like, it's not important. Yep. Like it, it still is important, but yep. we also value your time. So we're trying to prioritize things and, and given the circumstances right now that take, enjoy yeah. your, your evening. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I just had that situation where, you know, um, I took a I took a vacation, was gone, right? And I was gone during a week where you have your typical committee monthly meetings. And I told, you know, the three of them, the, the bigger meetings, I'm like, look, I'm not going to be here. You know, it, it's okay. We can move it back or we can, you know, pick it up next month. And every one of them said, no, we, we got it. We got, you know, just give us a couple of things that, that we need. We'll, we'll have the meeting. I'll get you notes. And so that's when you sit back and you're like, ah, I got a good group, right? This is your, you know, good group of, of, of volunteers that really, see the long-term, you know, mission of the chamber and, and really help out in that way. Right. That's one of the best feelings is to know that the organization doesn't sink without you there. Right. right. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like from an ego thing, like, you know, that's not true, but that's, it's just to be like, okay, I don't have to be there as an executive. You can kind of take that breath of like, it's still going to go on. Right. Yeah. I think sometimes we, we make ourselves feel more important than we are. You know, yeah. you know? yeah. <laughs> so, no, that's good. Um, so I'd, I'd like to try to get, um, maybe, you know, for those who are listening, any kind of tip or action item as they are looking to take their chambers up to the next level, what would you suggest for them? May have to do with volunteers, maybe something totally different, but what, what comes to mind for you? I, I, I can't, uh, huh, listening. I, I think I, I mentioned that a couple times, but just listen to your membership. They will tell you the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between um, in a lot of different ways. But if you're and your staff are, are listening to what's going on, uh, it'll help cultivate your membership. It'll help cultivate your volunteers uh, and it'll strengthen your chamber. Um, you know, it's been it's been a roller coaster last couple of years. Volunteerism coming back out of it is is kind of up and down. Uh, where everything's at, but it's just if you understand the needs of of your members and those that are are looking to be involved, it's easy to make decisions to help them, and that's that's our ultimate goal. I think as a chamber is to be a resource for the business community, and so any way you can do that, that's a you know to me that's that'll that'll strengthen your chamber in the future. You know, as far as you know, growing yourself or or getting more information, I'm a I'm a huge proponent of the IOM program. Um, and be involved in ACCE. Uh, I, I think those are two uh, phenomenal organizations that chambers uh, and chamber execs can pull a lot of information out. Um, you know, whether it's going through IOM or, or attending ACCE, uh, those are great. Listen to your podcast more. I think you know the, the 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 more you talk with people, like we've all been through it. No matter the size of the chamber you're running, we've all been through it. And so there's there's things you can learn from from anybody and. And, you know, uh, just I was just at a function where it was the uh, chamber director's third day on the job. 
Oh, and she was, you know, right. So just all excited about it. And she was telling me a couple of things. And I was like, man, I didn't think about it like that. Like just three days on the job, it was a nugget that I could take back and bring back to my chamber. So always be open to to listen and to learn from, from everybody. Oh, I love that. The perspective that people bring from different experience, whether it's you know, three days on the job. So they've got a very green, you know, perspective yeah. to the position. Or 17 years where you're, you, you know, you've, you know, kind of been through a lot of, of different, different scenarios. Yeah. 17 absolutely. years or even prior, you know, um, prior employment before it, yeah. you know, whatever your career path was before the chamber brings yeah. a perspective too. So absolutely being able to learn from others and, and just uh, listening and, and like I said, at the beginning of the episode, scaling. So yep. you can't necessarily Absolutely. do everything the same as other chambers and you shouldn't. You no, should but you listen can get the to, concepts. Yes. Yeah. Get the concepts, listen to the needs of your community and then scale it to the size that, that makes the most sense. Um, but Nick, I like asking everyone I have on the show as we look to the future of Chambers of Commerce, how do you see the future of Chambers and their purpose going forward? Uh, I'm my kind of mantra here is is a resource center it, that means you adapt and change. Um, you know, technology is going to uh, throw wrinkles into our our business world and business community, and and so being that constant resource that people can rely on and and businesses can rely on for solid good information, uh, I think is so important for chambers um, to 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 be at the forefront moving forward. Absolutely. As you say that, I'm thinking we are recording this in March of 2023. And right now, yeah. all of the, the buzz is, you know, chat GBT and right. you know, artificial intelligence and all these different ways that it's going to change workforce and change, right. you know, content. It's going to change our workforce and chamber work. Absolutely. Exactly. So as a chamber of commerce to be able to be on the forefront of that, learning about the technology, helping to distill this down to the members and say, here's what it means for you. Here's how you can apply some of these technologies to yep. better your business. And here's some pitfalls to look out for and to, to be aware of. And yeah. And when you, when you look back over the many years of, of what chambers have done, that's, that's the root of it. That's the, it's the always saying, okay, hey, businesses, here's what's next. Here's the next thing. And so uh, being at the the forefront of that and and you know kind of helping businesses navigate through it uh, is is where I think we we need to focus on. Absolutely, I I couldn't agree more. I appreciate that, uh, Nick. I wanted to give you an opportunity to share any contact information for listeners who might want to reach out and connect with you, learn more about how you go about approaching working with volunteers at your chamber. What would be the best way for someone to reach out and connect? Yeah, uh, Goshen.org, uh, Goshen.org would have uh, my contact information, email address, uh, nkiefer uh, at Goshen.org is my email, um, but more than happy to help. Uh, like I said, uh, I've been in chamber work almost 17 years now, and it's, uh, uh, it's fun. Uh, it's fun work, but it's, it's more rewarding when, when we're sharing with each other and I'm learning from, from you, and, and hopefully I have a nugget or two that, that you find uh, valuable as well. Absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll get your contact info in, our sh in the show notes for this episode so people can find you there. But um, I appreciate you setting aside some time to be with us today on Chamber Chat Podcast and sharing your experience and insights as working with volunteers and really creating a culture that, that helps them want to work towards the success of, of your chamber. 
Brandon, thank you again for, for all you do and, and having me on, on your show. If you are a chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. 